Good evening and thank you for joining us. You're watching the nine at night. I'm Stefania Jimenez and tonight we're going to start with a shooting at Uvalde Memorial Park. We know that there are two victims in this case. Here's a closer look as to where this happened. So we told you this happened at Uvalde Memorial Park, which is less than two miles from Bribe Elementary, where 21 people were shot and killed May 24th. Now, a source is telling KSAT that police know who the shooter is, and right now they're looking for him. The victims were two minors. We don't know their names, but we're told that they were airlifted to San Antonio for treatment. The Department of Public Safety says the incident could be gang-related, and they're investigating it as such. Another community tonight shaken to its core over a threat at a high school. Now, we do want to preface this by saying that typically we don't report on non-credible threats, but the large response in this case, as you can see right there, is something that we don't usually see with threats like this. So this happened at New Braunfels High School in New Braunfels. We saw ambulance and police units there at the scene. We also know that blood was being flown to the school. During a three-hour period, police went to each and every classroom in that school. They evacuated students and then reunited them with their parents. Now, nobody was hurt, and late tonight, investigators told us that the threat was not credible. In other news tonight, Queen Elizabeth II has died. Around 1240 our time, the royal family making that announcement on Twitter, saying, quote, the queen died peacefully this afternoon. As you can imagine, the people of England are in mourning. Hundreds of thousands are expected to pay their respects. Many of them, as you can see there, are adding flowers to the growing memorial set up outside Windsor Castle. And many more are expected to stand in a vigil to mark the Queen's passing. She was the longest serving monarch in British history. Queen Elizabeth was 96. Now back here at home, there is a lot of focus on the upcoming election and civic leaders are pushing to get more young people out to the polls. KSAT's Alyssa Cole visit a Northside ISD high school to find out exactly how leaders are doing that. This November, San Antonians will be heading to the polls to cast their ballots. And there's one group of voters in particular that community leaders are grooming for the polls. These kids that are turning 18 are literally the future of our country. Northside ISD's Holmes High School has two volunteer deputy registrars. One of them is math teacher James Hamrick. He's on a mission to register as many eligible students as possible before the deadline, October 11th. Last year, Hamrick registered nearly 80 students. I'm planning on setting up some tables in the cafeteria during all of our lunches uh, and getting some announcements. And so all the kids know that I'm out there and getting some kids, getting the current kids that will be 18 by election day um, to come and register to vote. The Secretary of State's office releasing a list on Thursday of 269 high schools across the state requesting voter registration application and cards. 13 of those schools are in San Antonio. Northside ISD ordered 10,000 voter registration applications alone, distributing hundreds to their 12 high schools across the district. Leaders like Hamrick are also encouraging young people to get involved. We highly encourage students who are not 18 yet, but they want to get involved in the election process. Go volunteer to be a clerk. Help check people in at the voting place. Officials tell us they are in need of up to 1,500 election clerks, 16 and older. The pay is $15 an hour. September is actually National Voter Registration Month, so it's a time to celebrate voter registration. It's a time to educate people about voter registration. For more details on how you can get paid to be an election clerk for the upcoming November 8th election day, 
visit our website at ksat.com. Alyssa Cole, KSAT 12 News. I'm switching gears now. Authorities in Hayes County have a warning. It's about fentanyl. People, especially children, are overdosing from that drug. Now, during a press conference today, officers announced that San Marcos has responded to 45 fentanyl overdoses this year, with the city of Kyle investigating 25 cases and five deaths. Police so far have arrested two individuals, Anthony Perez Rios from San Marcos and a teenager for selling the drugs. Now, both of these individuals face multiple charges, including a felony for allegedly making and distributing fentanyl laced pills. At the time of his arrest, he also had in his possession at his residence a shotgun and a rifle, and he had nearly 400 counterfeit Percocet pills containing fentanyl. Those were ready for deadly distribution in our community at the time of his arrest. Suspect number two is a 16-year-old juvenile. And by the way, the reason officials are so concerned is because fentanyl is 50 to 100 times stronger than heroin. Surveillance cameras caught them on video, and now police in Seguin arrested one suspect and know the names of the four other suspects. The department releasing the names of the suspects that authorities say carjacked a 15-year-old boy in a Walmart parking lot. That incident happened Monday night. 17-year-old Kendrick Hardwell Jr. is now in custody. Now, Seguin police are still looking for 17-year-old Jaquez Turner of Port Arthur. 18-year-old Chase Sheeran of Port Neches, 19-year-old Caden Sheeran, also of Port Neches, and a 16-year-old boy from Grove. Now, investigators think the teens are in the Port Arthur area, so anybody with information who knows where they are is asked to contact the Seguin Police Department or Crime Stoppers. The number is right there on your screen. It's 830-379-2123. On a lighter note, it is Friday Eve. We want to get you ready for the last day of your work week and, of course, the weekend. Here's meteorologist Adam Kasky with your forecast. More of the same tomorrow. One or two pop-up showers here or there, but generally a dry forecast uh, going forward here. 73 at 7 a.m. tomorrow. By the noon hour, we're up to 89. Then at 4 o'clock, we should hit our high temperature of 95 degrees. That 10 to 20% chance of a brief stray shower. Rio Medina 93 tomorrow. New Braunfels 95. Converse 93 and Bernie 91. And then it's just a repetitive pattern. A lot of sunshine. Mornings in the low 70s and afternoons in the mid-90s. Now with two weeks of high school football action already in the books, some teams are starting district play. KSAT 12 Sports' Andrew Seeley previews the best game to watch on the BGC app tomorrow night. It's just week three, but tomorrow night's showdown between Brennan and Harlan might as well be one of the most important games of the season. You play two games and we're in it now, and you know, the first one happens to be the biggest one. Comes around fast in our district with, uh, you know, being such a big district and whatnot, and, and obviously Harlan's a huge game. Ferris throws, has a man open run. Gonzalez with the catch, and he keeps his balance. The Bears and Hawks meet in a 29-6A clash that could end up being the de facto district championship game. Both teams notch blowout wins in week two, but the Bears own the all-time edge in this relatively recent rivalry two games to none, and they've outscored the Hawks by an average of 26 points in those two meetings. Last year, Brennan won 44-10 en route to an undefeated season, but that was last year. Last year, we didn't really have any answers for them, but this year it's going to be different because we, we prepared. Now, Harlan's a good team. We're a good team. We've been practicing really hard. 
and I feel like that I'm going to go out there and win. It all gets started right here at the Gus this Friday night at 7. That's just one of many great games we've got in the slate for you this week. We've also got Floresville versus Somerset. Plus, I'll be hitting the highway out west for the BGC road trip for games out in Dehennis, Hondo, and Castroville. So we've got a lot to cover. For the nine, I'm Andrew Seeley. And Andrew Seeley is going to be a very busy man. All right. Need a job? Well, you have plenty of options now. Even with recent layoffs in tech and retail, there are still a lot of openings out there. The latest numbers from the Labor Department show that first-time claims for unemployment benefits actually fell last week by 6,000, which is the lowest it's been in more than three months and even lower than economists expected. So here's something going on this weekend. The nation will observe the 21st anniversary of the September 11th attacks. Today, San Antonio did its part. The United Way right here hosted a service day to honor the victims and heroes. The United Way partnered with Bear County to host the 9-11 National Days of Service and Remembrance event. More than 400 volunteers across the community went to work to complete 1,200 family emergency kits. And these kits include a list of the personal documents that you should make copies of and what you need to watch out for if ever there is a disaster. I'm a military veteran, so it really means a lot to support our community as well as creating these preparation kits. Hopefully we never have to use them, but we're ready to go if we do. Right. Better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Now, the United Way works with different agencies to make sure that those kits get into the hands of people in need. And we'll have to leave things right there. The 9 at 9 returns tomorrow. Have a lovely night. Stay cool, and we'll see you tomorrow.